Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and I am with Bill Flowers, who is here on his weekly segment. Normally, he's a little bit earlier in the week than he is now, but it's a bye week. Just bear with us. We have a ton of interviews coming up this week as well. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing well. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, I was talking to somebody this morning, and we are five and one as, as Ole Miss is five and one going into the bye week at the midseason point. If this same thing would have happened to last year's team, that team would have been two and four. I, I'm convinced of it. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think sometimes having having that that situation that arises where uh, your back's against the wall, um, coaching. Coaching conversations have to be addressed. You know, I, I think after the Alabama game, that was uh, the best situation that 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 could have happened. Uh, you saw the offense change dramatic, drastically for the LSU game. Um, I think we've we've seen you know what our defense is is called to do, um, and the attacking the middle of the field, you know, being able to. Uh, play and, and and hold the ball like we've been able to do uh, last two games have you know helped us win you know those games that we lost last year yeah it's a really interesting thing and like I said I give Jackson Dart a little bit of a pass for the Arkansas game because I think he yeah. got injured on the second play or something like that and he just kind of gutted it out but he didn't make the critical mistake in that game and exactly. honestly, honestly, the only near critical mistake was the Lane Kiffin inexplicably going for it when the other team is just not moving the football. Yeah. I, I definitely think that uh, that Dart, you know, listen, you're not going to have a great game every game. Um, the To me, the the progression that he made from Alabama to LSU was huge. Um, defense definitely stepped up and did what they had needed to do to help uh, Dart be able to, um, you know, not have a not have a a spectacular game. But he didn't make the mistakes. He did not throw interceptions, and that's the key. You know, what in the first half are you surprised you about this Ole Miss team? What was that? What in the first half of the season surprised you about this Ole Miss team? I, I would say, I would say the, um, you know, coming after the Alabama game, how are they going to respond? How is the coaching staff going to respond? How is the play call calling going to respond? Um, and I think you saw uh, what great teams can do is is pivot when they have to pivot, and they have. Last year, it didn't happen. Last year, the play calling was the same. The same mistakes that were being made were the same. This year, it's changed. Uh, whatever whatever happened uh, has definitely um, taken place, and that's a sign of maturity. That's a sign of of uh, growth, and that's all you can all you can ask for. I think the defense has also uh, done something that uh, you know. I, I feel like our defense is being asked to do something to create identity as. You're not you're not expected to win the games. You're expected to make mistake uh, to to force mistakes. You, we're we're not asking you to to put all this pressure on you. 
and our defense has really responded well. I think that was something that, that you're seeing in our defense this year. Put you know, pin your ears back, play with a hundred percent aggressiveness. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Uh, our offense is out there to uh, capitalize on the mistakes that we we create, and and they've done that. And so, uh, I think those are the two things: the adjustments that have been made, um, and then our defense being able to kind of create that identity as as a uh, kind of a headhunter. You know, we're 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 not the heavyweight. We're not the heavyweight hitter in the middle of the ring. We're more of a, uh, a slash and and pop you and and uh, you know try, try to knock you out here and there. Yeah, and, and it's really interesting though. Speaking of the defense, they're in the top five in the country right now in sacks. And you know, and some people like have the uninformed take of oh, we need more of a pass rush or something like that. They're in the top five in sacks. They're in the top twelve or thirteen in tackles for loss. Well, and it's. You know, it's sort of like in our offense. You know, we had this discussion of, okay, you know, you can you can sit back there and try to uh, wait for the second and third window, um, and it not be. You know, it looks sexy. It looks it looks like what you know you you're, you live for the big play. Well, you can also have that big huge D line that says, well, we're not getting the pass rush we need. Well, there's there's different ways to do it. There is. I'm going to blitz like cr crazy. I'm going to create so much pressure on the on the on the on the quarterback that he's going to force him to make mistakes. So if I can't get pressure from the from the D line, you've got to bring it from your linebackers, and that's what's smart. That's what they did. You know, you, you have to play to your strength. You have to play with what you have, and that's exactly what Olmos is doing. That they're they're uh, um, you know you're. I do feel like last year's defense might have had more talent, uh, but this year. They're playing more within the, uh, the the scope of of what their true identity is of just being um, uh, headhunters, uh, create mistakes, don't be afraid to make mistakes, uh, just go out there and 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 put as much speed on the field as you can. Yeah, it's, it, they're they are completely playing at a thousand miles an hour. They, whenever mess up, they mess up full speed. I mean, that's yeah, that is pretty obvious. You know, we're getting ready to change – well, we're going to change speeds here, and we're going to talk about the Auburn Tigers. And you were a part of the game in 2003 in Jordan-Hare Stadium, the, the Ben Obamanu game. Uh, what what was that game like? That was an amazing atmosphere. That was that was awesome. Uh, never forget, that before getting off that bus, Kutka played the, uh, the video of Tuberville saying – uh, after his first year getting beat by Ole Miss, that as long as I'm here, I'll never be beat by uh, Ole Miss ever again. And that was the last thing that we uh, that, that we saw uh, before we got off that bus. Um, the atmosphere in Auburn is is second to none. Um, that's the loudest stadium in the SEC to me. Um, it it rattles your eyes. It it's just a, a great environment. Um, and you know that game was uh, was a game that we knew that we had to win. Um, and the atmosphere was electric. Uh, and um, me being from Alabama, uh, you know, having um, my girlfriend at the time uh, was, and all of her family were Auburn fans. My my mother-in-law, I mean, my my uh, stepmom, she's from Auburn. Sister went to Auburn. Um, it was a, it was you know, being able to play in front of your family, in 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 their in their uh, environment was was really cool. 
You know, um, so we were getting there. I, I'm trying to remember because, hey, it's been 20 years. So I'm trying to just flash back to that a little bit. I guess it was about three or four minutes to go in the game. Eli Manning finds Lorenzo Townsend. Just yeah. got him out in the flat. And he rambled for about 45 or 50 yards. Was that the moment that you knew that, hey, we're about to punch this in? So, so the play before that was third and seven on our uh on our 20 yard line and um we knew that was we knew that was the game we knew it was either we convert or we don't or we lose the game we knew it and they had played a really you know gene chiswick was the defense coordinator and they ran a really complex defense really played a lot of uh zoned where it kind of put you, put that corner and that safety in no man land and before that play snapped again third and seven um they they back they had a, a corner that was about eight yards off and you couldn't hear anything in the in the huddle and it was complete white noise your eyes are your eyes are rattling um we're we're in their student section can't hear a thing we go to the line and i know eli is going to just check the play whatever it is he's just going to check it and uh audible to the line and he looks over at me and audibles and it was a uh, a hitch uh and we knew that potentially i'd have to convert it and that's what we did and he threw it in the air and I, you know had to go around and convert it to a to a uh a, a hole shot and that converted it to be able to go down and at that's that drive that shot right there and then a lorenzo get going down you know those are the moment when you when you when you convert big third downs, you know you're 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 on you're on the way, and then you know capitalizing on that. So, I think that drive we knew it, and um, you know, and obviously when Ben Amamato dropped that ball, that was that was like a uh, a billion pounds of of weight off your chest. Yeah, and the funny thing is, and. A lot of people that watch the game look at it. The last two plays, Auburn ran the same play. The the exact same play. The one play that Beno Milano dropped, they ran the play again. And that time it was the second time it was covered up. There the the fourth down play, the last play of the game was no problem. The third down play, he was wide freaking open. Yeah. Well, and another thing they don't remember is um we dropped the interception. Um we had a interception that who was it? It was uh, it was Vaughn, Vaughn Hutchinson. Um, had it was like first quarter, second quarter. Uh, we had an interception that was literally in his hands, and as he's in the air, falling backwards, it falls out of his hands. I think into Ben Amamato's hands for a touchdown. So I always tell the Auburn fans that you know. We gave you one, and you gave us one back, so we're even. So, uh, fair and square, we won. So, um, being in um, Alabama, you're probably fairly familiar with this Auburn team. What, what do you think the keys is going to be for Ole Miss in that game? I think, I think the key to Ole Miss winning this game is Ole Miss being who they are, uh, getting the ball out quickly. Um, I'm never going to stop saying that. Capital, taking what the defense gives you, they've got all the talent in the world to 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 do that. Um, 
the LSU game is an example of of who Ole Miss is. You take what the defense gives you, utilize the talent that you got, use Bentley as your as your speed back. I mean, you saw you saw the, the you know this was the first game against Arkansas that you truly saw the thunder and lightning and and how to, and how to truly utilize it. So as long as as long as Ole Miss plays their game and utilizes what the defense gives them uh and the, and utilizes their their assets uh they will win the game there's not there's not a there's not another team in the sec that can beat Ole miss when when they are taking what the defense gives them and um so that's i think that's the key yeah if, if Ole miss plays offense like they did against lsu and defense like they did against arkansas i even feel good going to athens no i i i, I think this is the the Athens game, and and that's going to be kind of a. Uh, I don't think Ole Miss is is there yet to where they're having yeah. their, their coaches are having to say, hey, don't overlook Auburn. Uh, you know that they're, they're not that they're not there yet, and that takes years of of uh, of of winning SEC championships to be there. But um, I feel like the progression that that Dart made. Again, this week he didn't play nearly as sharp as he did against LSU. But the you know you, he was injured, um, and he gets an off week. He gets to get healthy. Um, I'm hoping, I really do hope that that Kiffin and them are really working on getting that ball out quickly, utilizing the middle of the field, uh, putting more plays into the middle of the field where he's having to force it. I mean, if you look at, at the Arkansas game. Where you saw the, the 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 progression of of sustaining your your drives is when he utilized the the slot receivers and the in the middle of the field. Um, it's they they are a, a unique team that has a lot of talent in a a year where the SEC is just not as strong as as it has been in the past. So I think this is the year that that they have the best chance of of uh, of of making the best run they possibly can. And that has to do with them playing their game and utilizing what the defense gives them. You know, uh, and before I let you out of here, and I realize it's been 20 years, so if you can't do this, I understand completely. But I just want to ask this question to see if you can do it. What is your favorite play call from your playing time at Ole Miss? The actual well, play name. Uh, oh, oh, uh well, one of them was Roger to right, Z mode, nine eighty eight, two cross, B flat. That was one of them, and okay. then the other one was uh, uh, bench you Oscar. So nine eighty eight, bench you Oscar. Uh, now the bench you Oscar is a dangerous play. That's an awesome play. That's where you're, the that's where you're you're lined up as a, as a slot receiver. You've got a linebacker on the you got you got an outside linebacker uh, on your on your inside or you have a uh, safety on, on top a uh, little bit. And what you're going to do is you're going to stem that, 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 that linebacker, you're going to get up on top of him and then you're going to break out, um, sit down and sit down in a zone, uh, sit or, or run out. I mean, it, that was an amazing play. That was my favorite. One of my favorite plays, the 988 two cross B flat Zemo, uh, 988 two cross. That was a, uh, uh, a lot of motion and then running a corner. Um, but 
I would also say the the dig route, the the what is it? Uh, uh, the Meyer, uh, the Meyer route. I, 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 I couldn't tell you. I mean, that's just your post. That's your that's your backside post and your front side uh, outside receiver doing a uh, 15 yard post cross post dig. So with me doing research, this is actually the um, Ole Miss offensive playbook from 2000. This was Mike McIntyre's. Um, so now I can look it up and figure out exactly what you're talking about. See the rules for it. So, yeah, I, li I, I like to have a good time whenever I do the um, football nerding out. Um, that Meyer route, you're not the first person that's dropped that that's talked about that. Um, yeah, that, that that that's your that's your bread and butter. I mean, that's your post, you know, backside, and then you're you're you know you're doing your 15 yard dig route across the middle. Uh, I scored on that number of times. Um, that's a route that's just you know it's built in. Um, but I will say we only ran it like once or twice and every time we ran it, it was completed. And I actually, I actually ran this at Georgia, uh, was a popcorn route, which is a post, it's a post curl. And that to me is probably going to always be, that's an unstoppable route because if you've got time, you're, you're running a post and then you curl it. If it's zone, you you find you find the hole. Mm -hmm. If it's man, then you've already got your corner. You've already got your corner, or, you know, running with you or your safety back. And then you do a curl, and it's it's wide open. Um, so those were I think feel like the the Oscar route, the uh, uh, the Vinci Oscar, the Meyer, and the popcorn just. Great routes. I, uh, I love running. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I do like going through here and looking at all the rules of the route combinations and all that in the playbook. It's really interesting. Basically, I got this book, this playbook, whenever we moved you out or moved out of uh, for the Starn Center and yeah. moved into what is the Manning Center, whenever that moved, yes. I, I, I that is whenever I inherited this playbook. You know, that the you know, really, if you if you look at if you look at Cutcliffe's offense that he that he that he had, and then you look at the spread offense now, really, when you see when you see Kiffin's offense at its best, it really is a hybrid. And people would always say, "Oh, Bill, you know, Bill really wants this. You know, go back to old school. You know, football. It's not his his little. It's running hitches, running." running dig routes, occupying the middle of the field, running curls from the slot position, running. Um, I mean, again, when you see Ole Miss's offense against, against LSU, that's what it was. It was utilizing the, the spread formations, uh, utilizing the middle of the field, utilizing uh, play action. Um, and uh, it, he, Cutcliffe is a, was a, you know, he's a great offensive mind. Um, and, uh, uh, so his, his offense is definitely an offense that is, is, uh, incorporated into this, this new spread offense. Yeah. I was really happy during the LSU game when cut came back and he got the round of applause and all that, because I don't know, there was a weird thing after in 2004, whenever that happened, that there was almost a divorce 
that happened with Cutcliffe and to see him come back and the fans kind of rally around him. I, I enjoyed that because a lot of people don't know this, but in 2003, whenever you were making that run, I was doing a sports talk radio show in Italy and David Cutcliffe came on to that show to talk to a random AFN Navy really? journalist, David Cutcliffe and the, with the picture of the time difference and everything else going on, David Cutcliffe made time for that to happen. And I will never forget that. And part of the reason I'm doing this right now is that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a good man. He's a good mm -hmm. man. Good, good, you know, good family man. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the kind of guys that you want your son to play for. Um, you know, he's a little bit old school. Um, but, uh, I feel like he's a, a stand up man, dad, coach, you know, great guy pretty good anyway thank you very much bill thank you thank you to everyone for making the locked on Miss podcast your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get your podcast including youtube we're part of the locked on podcast network your team every single day bill flowers his weekly segment thank you so much man and we'll we'll talk to you next week to get really ready for the auburn tigers man yes sir all right bye-bye right. bye bye, Hi, Toddy.